Hey, everybody, it's Lee. I know we're heading into the offseason, so we wanted to give a shout-out to our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena, one more time. And again, we have a coupon for $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at hockey.sensearena.com. I always like to remind everybody, I've been using this thing for six months, and I'm just blown away, not just from the VR aspect of it and the virtual reality side of things, but the ability to give different perspectives of the game, whether I'm playing as a goaltender, and I got to admit, it is really hard, but it has really given me a perspective from that point of hockey, which has made me a better coach and a better ice hockey player, or the skater modes, which help you work on cognitive skills and other things like heads-up play that you don't normally get to work on in a practice or a game. So I implore you to check it out. It helps us out. It helps them out. Support our title sponsor, NHL Sense Arena. Get $50 off an annual subscription when you use Hockey Never Stops at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Again, that's Hockey Never Stops. That's the code at Hockey.SenseArena.com. Check it out. And without further ado, enjoy this episode of Our Kids Play Hockey. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another exciting edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. A great topic today. The car ride home is not for coaching. And obviously, it's a discussion as always, but we really dive into this. This uh, Not just the car ride home from the game, but the car ride to the game and dive into kind of that ethical discussion of what's conflict, what's right, what's wrong. And, and again, we give our opinions. We want to hear from you as well. But the discussion that was created is definitely going to make you think um, uh, a little bit about the game. All right. So before we jump into it, as always, before every episode, check out whenhockeystops.com. Get your early access copy of the book that Christy and I wrote. It's a children's book. It deals with adversity. Uh, what happens when you can't play the thing that you love the most? Uh, and our main character, Leon, has to deal with that and find his way forward through the game. It's getting unbelievable reviews. You've seen a lot of those out right now if you're following our channels. Uh, everybody from Ryan Whitney to Daniel Breer to, to Rick Nash have really endorsed the book. We're humbled by it. We can't believe the uh, the praise it's getting. But obviously, this audience is super important to us. This is the audience that inspired us to write the book. Uh, so check it out, whenhockeystops.com. Get your early access copy now, signed with a bunch of extra exclusive gifts that you're not going to get um, on the uh, Amazons and the Barnes & Nobles and everywhere else where the book is available. But without further ado, thank you so much. Enjoy this episode again. Car ride, not for coaching. Do you agree? Disagree? Listen to the episode. Here we go. Hello, hockey friends and families around the world, and welcome to another edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Got a great topic for you today. Uh, let's set the scene, right? The game has ended. Maybe you won, maybe you lost, but the game has ended. Uh, your little boy or girl is getting dressed. They're taking way too long in the locker room because that's what little boys and girls do. Uh, you finally get them dressed. You get them out to the car, sticks in the car, bag in the car. You're probably figuring, do I go eat? Do we go home? And then you're driving, and you want to say something to your child about the game. You have to tell them about the game. You got to ask about the game. Or maybe you're one of those parents who doesn't. Either way, today's topic is all about the car is not for coaching. I'm not going to lie to you. I have a hard time with this myself as a coach, as someone who has been involved in a long, a long time with the game. I'm joined, as always, by my good friends, Christy Cascio Burns and Mike Benelli. I'm going to get their thoughts on it, too. And just in case you didn't know, uh, the way this topic came up is obviously something that, that we deal with during the season, but uh, was looking in Christie's book, My Kids Play Hockey, right? I look in there sometimes for, for episode ideas, not that there's ever any shortage of ideas, but this is something that, hey, maybe it'll spark something. First one I looked at, car is not for coaching. I said, hey, Christy, we're going to do a whole episode on this. Let's get Benelli. Let's jump on with the gang and all our loyal listeners who are here. Uh, and before we jump in, I do want to say we're getting a lot of emails from fans. We're getting a lot of interaction. Really appreciate you watching and listening to this show, uh, however you consume it. Uh, your subscriptions and reviews are really appreciated. You're really making this something special. And um, a lot of people guys saying, wow, I didn't know. I, I thought I was alone. It's just so great to hear other people talk about it. That's exactly why we do it. So without further ado, let's dive into it. Christy, I'm going to go right to you because you wrote the article about the car. You know, we've coaching. all done it. Raise your hands out there. Who's done that? You do some car coaching. Come on. We've all done it. Uh, <laughs> and what I found is the kids really tune you out when you do that. Um, they know if they had a bad game, they know they had a bad game. They're mentally exhausted. They're physically exhausted. And really the last thing they want to hear is you, wah, 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 wah. <laughs> they tune you out. Um, also, what, what I found that um, that could be a really good time to bond with the kids if you just get away from talking about the game, you know, switch the subject. Unless they want to talk about it, let them drive the conversation. If they bring it up, fine talk about it hey what'd you do right what'd you do wrong 
did you have fun? Always weave that in the conversation. Did you have fun? Were you a good teammate out there? Are there things that you could have worked on? That's fine if you want to talk about that. But chances are they want to move on. They want to turn the page. They want to put the music up. They just want to forget about it. <laughs> Let them. <laughs> I'll turn over to you, Mike. I want to get your thoughts on this because because like, I'm severely guilty of this at times, and I know I shouldn't do it. And I actually, one of the reasons I want to talk about this today is because it'll probably help me. We always say the show's therapy for the three of us to not do it. But Mike, Mike, what are your thoughts on this? Because especially as coaches, you and I, and Christy, I'm not I'm not excluding you from that. I think you're actually uh, on a little bit of a higher ground here than us because you, you don't coach like that. But as coaches, it's so hard not to replay the game in your head, and then you know you care about your kid. You want to you want to tell your kid all this stuff, but the, the truth is, like like Christy said, the kid doesn't probably care, and they don't really know that we're doing it for that reason. So, Mike, why don't you give me your experiences and advice, guys? I need some advice on this myself. <laughs> yeah, I'm probably more of a car conversationalist. I think I I think I I don't so mind situational about screamer and a car, car conversationalist. You're good at this, Mike. <laughs> but I think I, I well, I think I I think I enjoy. If, if uh, my kids are in the car and want to talk about hockey, sure. I'll talk about hockey. I'll, I, you know, and, and most of the time it'll be, you know, because I'm the adult, hopefully in the room there, I can steer the conversation into positive um, conversations about the game. I'm not going to be like, oh, my God, if you would have done this, look at what you could have done here. That play, you know, And I'm in a different situation, too, with right now currently, because for one of my kids, I'm coaching him. The other kids, I'm not. Um, but if I'm in, the, you know, I can't you know, my son wants to be like, Oh, can you believe what's his name did that? I'm like, well, and, and so now I got, I mean, I, I gotta, I gotta really think about, well, I'm not going to talk about another player just cause I wouldn't want another parent talking about my player. Right. And right. their inability to play. Um, but if I if you can keep it positive and keep it conversational, like just about, you know, Oh my God, that, that team was pretty fun to play against. Look at that team. Look at that, that you remember that kid from two years ago, he's really gotten better or wow. Look at, look at the, you know, look what you were able to do out there in a lot of situations. You know, sometimes that's a, that is therapy for the kids too. I, I think what we, what we kind of get in trouble with is the piece of coaching. Like, right. like what the hell were you doing out there in that situation? Or can you, and, and, and on my side, what I try to remind my parents is it can't be, Oh my God, Benelli is just, he just doesn't want to win. He doesn't know how to win. Like this guy doesn't know how to coach and you know what he should have done here. And I saw this and you know what? Do you know what Jimmy's parents said? They said you should be on his line, and I'm like, uh, right. and all all that. Then talk about tuning out, right, Christy? It it just what yes. it's doing is it almost is reinforcing um, the maybe the negative piece of the game that you experienced, and now you're just going into the next game getting teed up to be negative again. And it is hard. There's no, listen, I get it. There's no doubt about it. And it's a culture of I laugh all the time when we go to like uh, you know NHL games. And two minutes into a game, you'll hear the greatest fans in the world <laughs> bitching and moaning and crying about a play. Like, I cannot believe that guy didn't get in front of that shot. I'm like, you get in front of that shot. I said, you're 270, 5'11", uh, you know, over here or whatever you are. And, and you're, you're worried about getting getting in front of a shot. I said, are you crazy? I could see that person said, in my head. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, it's like, also you a danger of undermining what the coach is trying to do, too. You know, well, it's just because, right? well, just because imagine, imagine if every, imagine if every day you came from home from work and you said, Oh God, that day was tough. And your wife or your husband or your significant other said, yeah, it was because that guy doesn't know how to use you. That person doesn't, that person has zero idea about your, your ability. And then right. you did it again. And then again, what, how are you going to go into the place that you're working and the place that you're with right. every day? And again, I'm not saying you have to spin things, you know, in make believe world. But you also have to understand you're in a structure. Hey, we're, we, we know going in, we got it. We got it. You know, what are, what are some of the things, you know, what are some of the things you did? Now, I, I don't know if I talk about that in the car though. Like I said, I would talk about the, the conversation should revolve around just the game, the fun, the rink, the hot chocolate. Wow. Can't wait for practice. What do you do? What are we doing this week? And then let the, let the negative end the positive. Cause I think we all want to talk about the positive stuff, right? Kid scores four goals. It's a great ride home your kid is on the ice for four goals against it's misery. And yeah, I think it's a very long ride home. Long ride <laughs> home. So, so I think just like we say to coaches, like I just did actually a, a course a couple of days ago with a, a group of coaches where even your demeanor going into the room, we've talked about this in our show about 
you can't just go into the room after the games all hunky-dory and, and flowers and candies after a win and then shun the kids after a loss. Like, there's got to be medium. So in, in my opinion, if you're going to be a conversational dad or mom in the car, be that way all the time. Right. And be that way in a structured, like you need to structure yourself. Like you need to, you need to give yourself the parameters of where you want to go. So I want to, I want to organize this, this topic a little bit, because Mike, there's a few things I definitely want to pull a thread on. And I think what we need to do, and one of the things I like about the show is kind of discuss the do's and don'ts from our point of view. I'll always say to the listeners, like these are opinions, they're not facts or anything like that. This is just, you know, where we come from, but I want to start with the, the don'ts. Something you said earlier that, I, you know, I was like, Oh, I, I got to bring that up is, uh, commiserating about other people on the team or comparing your kid to other people on the team. Like th- these are my big no-nos for me. All right. Like when I'm in the car with my kid, if I, if I'm talking right. And again, I I have to be better about this. I'll, I'll be very vulnerable with that. But the things I'm trying to teach are accountability effort, like the core values of him as a person um, and, and striving to be better. Not is nothing to do with really the team, but parents, I have to say this. Um, if you are comparing your kid to another kid on the team, there, there are ways to do that that can be conducive to helping, but most of the time it's negative. And if you are commiserating about decisions that the coaching staff made to a certain point, you're actually hurting the team and you're hurting your own kid. And I'll tell you why. All right. Because you're teaching your kid to not be accountable. I'm not going to say that there are not situations where there's bad coaches or bad situations that you need to convey that to your child. I'm not, I'm not going to say that doesn't exist. It totally exists. But you have to question the situation of, okay, is that the situation I'm in? And then what, I'm teach- what am I teaching that kid? So I'll give you an example. Um, let's just say you're in a situation where you really don't like the, the coach of your team or you don't think they're doing a good job. It, it happens. It exists. I'm not going to, again, deny that. Do you want to teach your kid that it's the coach's fault that you're not doing better and that if you had a better coach, you'd, you'd do better? Or is the lesson, this is the situation we're in, you have to take action and you have to move it to the next level. I was just interviewing somebody the other day. Oh, no, we were interviewing. It was, it was um, uh, Daryl Belfry made this great point about a practice, about coaches doing the same drill over and over and over again at practice. And, and Belfry said, he says, it's not the coach's fault. It's what are you doing to make that drill more conducive to you? It's the same thing in the car. All right. Your child is going to have a boss, a teacher, uh, friends that do this to them in their life. So you need to teach them the skills of, okay, that's the hand you've been dealt how are we going to deal with it? Don't just commiserate about the problem. You're not going to help them. And also parents, I'm, I'm going to get daggers for this. This is a reflection of you as well. <laughs> you might be teaching your kid your bad habits too. Again, I'm guilty of that. I'm guilty of that too. We all are, all right? Because we care so much. You don't want your kid to be in any pain. I, I get it. But I'm, I'm, I, I oftentimes reflect on myself of like, I talked too much to my kid after the game. I really should have been better. And I'm projecting uh, my wants, and this has nothing to do with him. He doesn't even care about the game after it's over at, at the might level, right? To be fair, all right? But that's the first don't, is don't commiserate too much. Don't put the onus on other people and do not compare your kid to another kid on the team. Don't say, hey, did you see what Rebecca did out there? How she skated? You have to do that. That's not the right, right way of doing that. All right, in my opinion, and Mike, Christy, you, you, can, you can comment on this. If you're going to do something like that, it's, you know, I love how Rebecca skates so hard. What can we do to get you to do that? What, what do you think we can do to work on at home to get you to that speed? That's, that's a better way of doing it. And you don't even have to bring up Rebecca, to be honest with you, at that point. But, but don't, don't compare your kid to other kids. Don't blame it on the entire coaching staff. If there's a situation that happened, it's how are you going to deal with the situation internally, accountability-wise? That's my opinion. That's the type of messages that I do try and give. And when I do talk, I feel like I do that. It's not this kid did bad. It's, you know, Logan, what could we have done differently to, to be better in that situation? That's my thoughts. Yeah. yeah. I mean, go ahead, go ahead Christy. No. I, yeah. I, I was never into the whole comparison with skaters yeah, unless my kids that. bring it up. You know, they, they might say, wow, look at the speed that, you know, Michael has yeah he's you know he we'll talk about it do you know why he has that kind of speed you know he practices every day and right. you know he has a speed coach or he has you know this kind of do you want that you can bring that up is that yeah. something that you want is that Great something point. you want to work on I'll help you 
Um, but I, yeah, we never really got into the whole comparison thing. No, I, I don't think you would, Chris. I, I've seen parents do it though. And, and, yeah. and it, it bugs me. Like, like I said, I don't think any of us on this panel are like that, but I, I'm yeah. trying to take much. I've seen the bat and I've yeah. seen kids do that. But the point you just made that I want to reiterate is, and I love that because that's how it is too. I've had my own kids say, well, this, this kid scores every game. And I go, well, yeah, kid plays on three teams, <laughs> right? So, so what we did is I said, look, what I can do, Logan, is I said, I can make a hockey gym in our basement. We could practice more, but you have to put the time in. That's the accountability right. side of it. So exactly. I, I turned it quickly away from the comparison to, no, this is about you. This is about me right. and what we can do together. Right. I just think that's the right way to do it. I, I, I just agree with you. would not yeah. compare your kid to any other kid on the team yeah. in a negative way. It, it, just right. like you don't do that with siblings. Not supposed to do that with siblings either. Yeah, I, I also think that we have to step back sometimes as parents and just understand that your kid, no matter what gym you build them and what, whatever skills coach you get them and whatever extra credit you help them and provide for them, it's just not going to be as good as the other kid. Or, or maybe they're the best kid. I mean, yeah. we, I just say, I think it's hard for us as parents overall across the board, sports, academics, to allow our children to find the right path and to find what they excel at by their exploration, right? I can't even say that. Exploration, you got it. Exploration, you got it. just it's finding a little Connecticut accent on there. their way. And it's almost, you know, I, you know, like I use, and not only with my own kids, I'll, I'll do this even advising, you know, when I'm working with other athletes at every age, they're like, oh my God, you know, I go, well, you've got to just find your role and be good at what you do. And maybe you're, listen, maybe you'll never score a goal. Maybe you'll never score a goal in high school, prep school, college, but what, what are you doing? Right. And why are you here? And if you're, if your role and your, your meaning on the team, because, because, we're, and I think just think this is societally by, by in sports, because I'm around so many athletes in lacrosse and, and, and baseball and, and, and hockey and everything that, we're just losing the, we're losing the ability for kids to have roles and for parents just to say, man, you just, listen, you worked hard today or, Hey, you, you didn't work that hard, but maybe you're just not a hardworking kid. So that's who you are. You know, you, you, you either own that or you do something about that. But I don't know if it's 10 minutes after a game that you're having that conversation. Well, I'll also say this too, with that, Mike, is that, you know, the lazy kid today might not be the lazy kid five years from now. Like we, we all have to go through that. Don't process. know what sparks them. You don't know. And, right. and, 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 the, and right. the super competitive kid today who you right. keep driving and driving and driving and driving <laughs> burnt. Yeah. And burnt out. And I often say it's so it's, it's, it's easier to burn a kid out than inspire a kid. Yeah. It's hard to get a kid. It's hard to get a kid. That's not that kid. I used to, I used to make, a good living getting giving lessons to 14 and 15 year olds with parents that said, can you get my kid tougher? Yeah, I could do that eight weeks, twice a week, but I couldn't, I can't make that kid tougher. He, yeah. he, that, that, that person is who they are. Now, can you, can you inspire and find ways? It's hard though. It's hard, but it's so easy to, to dim the light, right? It's easy. It's easy just to take a kid in a car and beat them down to a point where they can't find their path because you're, you're trying to find their path for them. And I know it's, uh, it, it's just, it's, maybe it's a little off topic of the car conversation, but think about 27 weeks of car conversations Yeah, that they're same. Like I, I, I say this in, in skating class, right? If you have a really bad coach that doesn't teach proper skating for 22 weeks, you're going to be a really good, bad skater. Right. So, <laughs> So, so if you want to be a miserable person and a kid that doesn't know how to find a role and doesn't know how to play within a, another coach's system and another coach's bench and another teammate's adversity and their challenges, then just keep doing the same thing. Coach sucks. So, players suck. You're the best. They don't know how to use you. Let's go to another team next year. And I'll, you see wanna, that over and over and over again. I want to say this too, you know, it, you're actually making me think about this, Mike, you just said, you know, 27 weeks in the car, uh, it's 27 opportunities, right? And it's fine. And again, you just made me think about this. I, I promise you, this was not something I planned before the episode in, in the new book that Christy and I wrote, um, uh, when hockey stops, my dedication is to my father. Now I'll say this right away. Both of my parents were extremely influential to me in their own way. Um, and, and in different times, but the car rides with my father to and from games, looking back at them now are sacred to me 
because I learned so much from those conversations over six years. Right. I mean, really a lot of things. Um, and I'm so thankful for those conversations because it was like, I don't want to say it was like being with a therapist, but it was just like, you know, I needed that time with my father and I grew up a lot in the car because of those conversations. I'm talking the good times, the bad times, the ones in the middle. Um, so parents, that's one thing I do want to say. There's, these car rides are a major opportunity for, for you to parent. Um, and it's very hard. And Mike, you were kind of alluding to this. It's so hard not to make it about what you want it to be about. It's not about you. I, I get it. I get it as a coach. I want to tell my kids all the things that I'm feeling. But is that right? Is that what he needs in that moment? Or is that what she needs in that moment? You, you got to check yourself a little bit. The other thing we should bring up here, um, friends, is that not just the ride after the game, right? It's the ride to the game, too. There's two car rides here, you know, and, yeah. uh, you know, the one to the game is a little probably different than the one the way. And I want to I want to go back to that a minute, too, because I want to talk about good, good stuff, too, about what to do on the rides and the rides home. You know, on the game, I've seen this. I've seen parents get in the car. All right, we got an hour drive. Let's talk about the game for the first few. <laughs> Don't talk to them about the game right when they get in the car. You're going to forget about it halfway down the road. Um, what I try and do, and I, again, I love, I love you guys' topics on there, thoughts on this. Keeping in mind, again, my kid's a mite. Right. He's just he's just starting. He's not he's not a, a, an older player. Um, I make sure I don't say anything in the car. Right. You know, what, what music do you want to hear? I just try to make it a relaxing environment for him. But when we're about five minutes out, because that's just me and him at that time, usually it's not the whole team around. He's not distracted. I'll just give him the one or two things that I want him to think about. Right. As, as his coach and as his father, like, hey, Logan, today, I want you to remember, you got to keep your feet moving. Good things happen when you keep your feet moving. And I want to make sure that, you know, you're back on defense. That's it. Just, just very simple. That's what I'm thinking about today. And that's it. I don't, I don't go beyond that just to kind of click that. Okay. We're at the game now, you know, we're at the rink now you do need to start focusing. Cause I think that's an important life lesson as well. Right. It's like, we're, we're, we're here to do this. Now you need to focus a little bit on this. I don't want to talk about your video games right now. I want to talk about that. We're going into the game. Uh, and, and like I said, it's a focus thing for me. I want him to know, like, when you show up at a place to do something, you have to know that you got to switch your brain a little bit. All right. That's what I do with my kid on the ride there. I, I'm sure there's some parents that do absolutely nothing on the ride. I'm sure there's parents that are coaching the entire way there and like, yeah, okay. When we're in the one, one, three, you got to do this. And, and the kid's just in the back with his headphones on. Like, I don't know. Well, because you're going to a game you're, and you're so yeah. positive. Everything's positive. Right. There's nothing right. like Exciting. usually you're going to a game and there's, there's, like not many people will start with remember yesterday, how horrible that was. <laughs> right. Like, like, don't think about that. Oh, all right. Thanks. Don't think about, that. Don't think about like, elephants. Everybody. Because, you know, everything, everything's positive. <laughs> I mean, I go, I go up to Christie's neck of the woods all the time. You know, I go, up to, go driving up to Pulaski, New York to do some salmon fishing. Me and my buddy are in the truck. We're driving up. We got coffee. We got music going. Can't wait. The fishing's great. The water level's perfect. We're going to have a killer time. This is the best weather I've ever seen in my life. You've got to see our rides home. I mean, they are absolutely miserable silent you're cold haven't caught any fish it was terrible the food was bad the sleeping was bad because you didn't you know everything was negative right and i think it's the same way as a as a hockey trip you know i, I you know i try to do and, and, and but at the same time lee it's like and i and i try to do the same thing you know driving with the kids and and and, and you know, like just okay just and our, my son's younger the other one right so i try right. to use that you know um you know, there's a couple of guys I follow and, you, you know, guys like Brant Berglund and stuff like that. They're like, you know, I kind of get my kid in the car and say, hey, remember, be like a hawk today. You know, don't don't let don't let that puck out of your sight. You remember to be like a hawk, you know, be great teammate, really right. be a good teammate. And then and then I'll try to throw in something like and remember, there's absolutely no smiling. Do not laugh. Hockey's a tough sport and you got to be you've got to be a tough kid. And he'll laugh and he was like, see, I'm smiling. And, and zero you know, fun, sir. Yeah. <laughs> do not, you cannot have fun. If you have fun and I see you having fun out there, I got to pull you off the ice. This isn't a fun experience. You got to make sure yeah, that you're smiling, right? Smiling, and then, and then, cause they know, right. It's like they get, you give them a little, like, because I don't want, I, I, I don't know. I don't want it, It's play time. This is play. Totally like there's, there, there's not any time to think about work. And, but there is, I get, I get the focus part because I think kids are way too distracted anyway. Like, I mean, I have kids on my, my team, my current team, my 14 year old team that they're on their phones five minutes before a game playing Tetris or something. I'm like, how do you even. You see, I wouldn't be okay with that. No, no I'm not okay, okay with it, it but yeah, I'm like, how do you, I look, I, yeah. I look and go, I go, how, how are you not in, in Because that's me. Now right. maybe that player, I don't know. 
Maybe that's how they get involved. I'm in a kind of a, a, a I don't, a, I don't know. A, see, see, and this is where we can discuss this. That that bugs me at any age. And I'll, and I'll tell you why. It has nothing to do with like like I don't like a player says, "Well, this is how I relax before a game." And it's like, okay, look, I want you to be relaxed before the game, but here's the deal: you're not going to be able to go in your boss's office after after college and sit there with your phone. It's, it's like, so get they might though, Lee. They might. I, I, this I, just, yeah. I mean, right now. That's yeah. the right now. I think that this is the problem these kids see, right? There's people yeah. at work right now. I mean, I could be playing Call of Duty right now. You wouldn't even know it. Right. Like, I mean, <laughs> that man's because, playing Galaga. He didn't think we saw him, but we did. No, uh, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. So these, the mental part is like, you know, yeah. I met when I grew up, it was like everyone went in the locker room. It was one boom box. Right. And everybody listened to the same music. And then it kind of swayed to, okay, head. Kids. Yeah, that's what it was for me too. But but th- that that environment was created. So so listen, this is what I'll say because like, like at risk of not sounding like an old man myself, is just look. You have to create the environment in the locker room as a coach. Again, I don't want to get too far away from the car, but I do say that like if you create an environment where you know the kids aren't focused, they're not they, they're going to do whatever they want. You know, even even with our mic team, they know okay a few minutes before the game, coaches bring us together. We have to get focused. And and again, they're they're seven eight years old. So what I get a lot of kids looking off into the distance. But they do know that we have to talk to them. But listen, that's another episode. Let's rewind back to the car. Yeah, but, yeah, but I think, but I think you're yeah. right though. The parent in the car preparing that player to be in that mode is a huge piece of it. Like yeah, so, if that's the parameter just, you set up. I'm then like you guys offering say, hey, it. Listen, to that's how I feel. Right. I'm, I'm offering it to them. Like, hey, let's well, just get focused. You know, like, well, that's what I mean. But I think every yeah. parent can help their coach and oh, their totally. son or daughter yeah. be a good teammate when they say, "Hey, listen, when you walk in, you know, be the guy, be the person that's not the distraction. You know, be right. the person right. that's." talking about hockey and be the one that's saying, Hey, let's go guys. I can't wait to play today. This is going to be a great day. Like I, you can, you know, even little kids, seven-year-olds and six-year-olds can be that light, you know, right. and, 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 but you can help create that light. In the I cards. totally agree. And, I, and I'll tell you this too, is that it's about repetition. I think the biggest lesson I've learned from coaching this year is, and, and I, I got to preface this, you know, I'm so used to being able to tell a player something once or twice and they get it and they do it and they're on to it. Keeping in mind too, that, you know, at the, the college and professional level, that's what happens. Like they're into it. They, you know, this is a job or it's something they're really into. And I had to really learn to be patient with, with my kids of the, like, it might take 15 times for them to learn something. You might have to tell them 15, 20 times for them to even pick up on it. And then I started applying that to the larger picture of if I'm in the car and I tell my kid to be focused, well, this year it might, it might not work, but what happens when he's on a U14 team or a U16 team is it, maybe it'll click then that after years, 10 years of repetition, like he's figured it out and, and now he has a life skill. All right. And if he doesn't, he doesn't. I, I'm just, I just, I think about this from the broader point of view of what are the life skills I'm trying to, because here's, here's the truth guys. I don't care what the score is at the end of any of my kids, mic games. I don't care. I just want to make sure they played well, had fun and are competitive. And I, actually the team, I, I, the team has been playing mostly well to the point of, I don't even know the score most times now because they're just playing well. That's all I care about. Um, I will say this too, before you leave the car on the ride to the game. Um, and I will always say this, all right. And, and I, I do get flack for this. If you can believe it, the most important message I give my child, and this is something passed down to me by my father. Uh, no matter what happens, I will love you after this game. I don't care what you do out there. I will love you after this game. I want him to understand that my value set for him as his father has nothing to do with the outcome of the game. Now I've had people say, you're going to soften him. That's it. No, this isn't softening. I don't want him to be afraid to get in the car after the game because he made a mistake that, that to me, that's not, that is not worth any of this to me. All right. I want my kid to go to bed knowing I love him every day. If that's soft for you, that's fine. You, you guys have to have your own journey here. I actually think that that's strength to be able to tell my kid that. All right. Now with that said, I don't just blurt it out all the time. I just want him to know no matter what happens today, I love you. Go have a good game, skate hard, be focused, do your best. Right. I expect those things too, but it's not affecting my love for you. Right. We always tell our kids when they're younger, yeah, <laughs> we all have this conversation with our younger kids. I might get mad at you, but it doesn't mean I don't love you. <laughs> We've all said that at least once in our life. It's the same thing. This right? punishment hurts me more than hurts you. Trust oh, it me. totally does. I, I, look, I, listen, I'm learning that this year more than any <laughs> other time in my life. I want you guys to do it. I, I, I've had to discipline my, my, my son more than ever before. Just, he's eight. You know, he's pushing back. And it, oh, man, it sucks. I know all of you out there listening. It's, it sucks. I've called my own parents and be like, I'm sorry for when I was eight. I love you. <laughs> like, it's okay. But I'm glad that it's happening because we wanted you to have one like you. And now you have it. It's a gift. <laughs> That's how those conversations go. 
Uh, but no, it, it hurts. It does hurt. I, you know, everyone, everyone listening right now is like this, like, yes, it does. Um, yeah. If you take enjoyment in that, eh, it's weird. Anyway. So you know, Christy, something go interesting. Ahead. And I'm, this is all just coming to me and, and because you brought it up Lee and I was, I was just now thinking about it when, you know, when we were kids, we had a big family, big Italian family, there were eight of us. Every night we had to sit at the table and have dinner together. And that was our way of just sharing what happened in our days, what was on our minds, fears, anxieties. And I tried as hard as I could to keep that with my own kids, but then along came hockey. (laughs) We were very rarely at the dinner table during the week and on the weekends. So the dinner table disappears pretty much and it becomes the car ride. The car ride has now become like our dinner tables. And we've tried over the years to make that as close to those dinner table conversations growing up that we had as kids with our kids. And they turn out to be really fruitful conversations. And just like you, Lee, with your dad, my children have great memories and really love those cars. And they'll bring it up once in a while. Oh, remember the car ride where we, you know, this happened or that happened. Um, And you really can use that opportunity to bond with your kids. So remember that parents, you don't have to turn it into teachable moments, but you can just sit back, relax and enjoy the experiences. Yeah, I totally agree with you. And like, you know, that's one of the things we do in my house at the dinner table. Um, and again, I'm sorry that you said it disappeared, but we definitely do that now. And we're in a position. Yeah, to but we, yeah, but it, it yeah. be realistic when they're in high school. Well, okay. that, that, that's what I was yeah. going to get towards is, is <laughs> yeah. that, that, but we're establishing it now that it's important. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it's super important that you establish that with your family. Look, look I'm going to go two places with this real quick. One is okay. that I know someone whose parents did not do that. And they'd never remember having a family dinner together ever, ever. Um, and I, I, all I can say is this, it's been detrimental to their family bond. All right. Uh, the kids were always let to do whatever they want. Parents ate separately from the kids. So I think establishing a family dinner, again, we're getting off topic a little bit here is very important yeah. because it establishes, Hey, we need family time. Right. right. And then you just applied it to something else. And that's, right. the, that's the point I'm trying to make. Right. But you do gotcha. have to establish yeah. that really early on. I think that that is, a, in my opinion, guys, I'm not like an expert. One of the biggest mistakes we right now, we make right now as families is we, we've lost the family dinner where everybody's on their phone with the cell phone. I'm sorry, at the table right. on their cell phone. It is so important that you spend that 20, 30 minutes with your family every day. Right. What's the, I mean, what's the point if you're not like, again, we all, we all have to, you know, decompress at the end of the day. But my kids know, no, at dinner, there's no phones, no work. This is our 20 minutes together. It, sometimes it feels forced a little bit. I'm not going to lie to you, but it's important. As I talked about earlier about repetition, same thing with the car rides. Christy, you just alluded to this, right? The car rides was very important with me and my father. It was extremely important to me. I've le- I cannot tell you all how much I learned on those car rides with my dad, right? I, w- I want to say again, I had that with my mother too in other avenues. Okay. I was very fortunate to have that time with my father. So if, if you're looking at a car ride, just bringing this episode back in, you know, what are you going to do at that time? I'll, and I'll say this too. Sometimes the right thing is to do nothing. Sometimes the right thing is to let your kid put their music on, chill out, relax, do what they got to do, especially after the game. Right. You know, it, it, I think about this too, Mike, I, I want to ask you this. You know, I was telling the coaches or I, I always tell myself, don't coach the kids on the ice, coach the kids on the bench. Right. And you got to kind of apply this to the car. It's like, well, don't coach in the car, coach at home. Right. The kid's going to come up to you at some point. If you have something, this is what I, I've been working on myself. If I have something, I feel like I have to go over with my son. Right. I'm, I'm, I kind of make a mental note and I wait till we're home. And then later on, I'll bring him down to the basement and say, hey, I just want to work on this with you real quick because of X, Y, Z. All right. Sometimes he responds to it. Sometimes he does it. Here's another one. Um, I've heard parents. Well, if I don't tell them, I'm not going to remember. Nah, not today. Get a notebook. You have a phone. Write down a note. If it's that important to you, write it down. We talked about the 24-hour rule. Write it down. If you still feel super strongly about it, even, even, even after the ride home, it doesn't even have to be 24 hours, and you feel like you have to say something, then do it. But let the kid cool off. All right? Another thing I want to get into, Mike, what your thoughts on this, is uh, you know, let's say your kid makes a huge mistake in the game. right? I think, Mike, you brought this up. And Let's just say it's not a, a missed pass opportunity. Let's say your kid got angry and two-handed someone or got a checking from behind penalty, something really rough, right? Most kids do this at least once in their time playing, some kids more. And you're mad as their parent because it was disrespectful, it was wrong, um, and, and it was embarrassing for you as a parent. 
happens, right? What do you do? Right now, let's paint a few scenarios here, Mike. One is the kid gets in the car and he's happy about it. I hit this kid from behind. All right. I got him out of the game. All right. He's going to get a talking to for me at that point. If he's gloating. All right. Nine and a half times out of 10 kid knows what they did was really wrong. Really wrong. They probably spent some time in the box. Coach probably already gave him an earful. All right, Mike, how do you handle that? Yeah, well, so I have to look at it from, I, I guess I, I, I try to look at all these kind of things in so many different lights because more than half, more, much more than half of the parents that I'm going to be working with, right, with their kids, really don't know anything about the game of hockey. I mean, they know nothing. I mean, and they'll, they'll, they'll self-admittedly say that until they have a comp, until they have their own opinion. It's on true. Something, right? Yeah, I've heard, so I've heard parents like, say that. <laughs> they're like, I really don't even know, like, I'm, they're in your hands. Like, I have no idea what I should be looking for here. I do know though that unsportsmanlike conduct and poor be, you know, bad behavior and poor sportsmanship, those, you don't have to be an athlete. You don't have to be a parent of an athlete. You don't have to be an ex athlete. You just see it. Right. And I think, so I, I always, I always kind of try to look at that in a number of ways. I, I'm probably more of the, Hey, that was pretty bad. We've got to learn from that. You could really hurt somebody. Right. And you're the one that's going to, you know, hopefully if you're not a psychopath that you're going to be the person that feels pretty badly about that. If you're kind of, if you're kind of getting in the, well, you're, if, you're, but if you're getting in the car, if you're getting in the car and you're like, Oh, if you're the, if you're the parent and the kid agreeing that ripping that kid from behind almost breaking their neck and feeling good about it, then, you know, I don't know. I don't even know. I don't, don't even have a conversation for you really, but, but I do have, but if you're a parent that says, wow, you know, that was a really bad situation to put yourself into. It didn't look like you did it on a purpose, but you have to understand something, you know, there is, there is respect for your teammates and respect for your opponent. And if you really want to get that kid back, you know what a real tough guy does real tough guy, let somebody see what they're going to do to him. And then, and you know, you want to, Hey, listen, you want to punch somebody in the mouth and you're 18 years old, go ahead. I mean, I don't know. But if you're going to rip a kid from behind without him knowing about it, I, I, I'm not a big fan of that. And, you know, because, I, I, you know, I think we all we have to remember, you know, hockey is a we just you know, this is around Super Bowl time. Right. Hockey, like other sports, is violent, it's just a violent sport. It is. So when you get when you jack up the level. I'm talking about an eight year old, you know, telling a kid, hey, go punch a kid in the face. I'm talking about when the, actually, yeah. kids have to be tough, though, and they have to understand that there are consequences. So if you're going to do that, don't forget, you're going to get hunted down. And there's going to be because there's there's just th- the same mentality of you feeling it's so good to hit that kid from behind. Is there's kids on other teams that say, right. I'm going to hit this kid from like, wait, especially well, if you're parents, too. There's parents if you're in a league and stuff. No doubt about it. And I think. Yeah. You know, that's going to be the, hey, you, you want your pound of salt? Oh, you're going to get it. Here's the two games you play this kid. You're going to hunt him down, and we're going to show him, you know, what you did was wrong. I think all those scenarios are wrong, by the way. Yeah, but well, they don't help a, your team. A, it doesn't help your team, but it's a violent game. It's a violent sport. If you, but, but, it, but there is a, a level of, of the fact that we have to have decorum, and we have to be in, 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 in the coach, the parent, the player, the officials, league administrators. We're all responsible for that. Um, but I think but, but we're talking about just the car, car ride home. There has to be a conversation about accountability, right? safety, knowing that this is another human being, probably a peer. And that, you know, let's let, you know, I, I understood your frustration there, but we got to be smarter about, you know, right. how we're making those plays. Well, how about this? How about life's not fair too? Like that's, that's another big life lesson. Like life's yeah. not fair, right? That sometimes things are going to happen to you that, that put you down on your knees and you have to get up and you have to be mature about it. You have to be an adult about it. And if you want to get back, there are ways to do that um, that don't involve hurting the other person. You know, well, here's a quick one. Well, real quick, real quickly, yeah. just one second. Yeah. Too. I mean, yeah. uh, conversely to that, the kid that got hit from behind or got slashed or got two handed, that's a teachable piece, too. Right. That, you know, how to protect yourself, where not to put yourself in a vulnerable situations saying, well, I don't know. He did that to you, but I mean, you, you kind of provoked i mean i said what were you doing there like why why you know you because this is the way i like i teach <laughs> when, I, when i teach players 
like safety and how not to put themselves in places to get hurt, especially hitting from behind. The person that hits you from behind is not thinking they want to kill you. They really aren't. I mean, nine times out of 10, it's just the game. It's happening. The numbers are there. It's a push. It's a trip. I fell. It's, it's reactionary. You spun off. So you, as the person who ends up getting injured needs to have a level of, well, where, what position are you putting yourself into? Right. So I think right. it could go both ways in that conversation. And again, I don't know if that's the five minute car ride home, but it's a longer conversation about, you know, I, I watched you get hit there from behind yeah. yesterday. I do have to, I have to jump in here. This did happen once with one of our kids. I won't out them. They know who they are. <laughs> you know who listening. you are. You know who you are. Uh, and in, in, in the car, it was a very short conversation. John yeah. basically said that ever happens again, you're done. Right. Done. And guess yeah. what? Never happened. Never again. happened again. Sometimes yeah. that's the best way to handle it. And you know, look, one more thing I want to add on to this in the car ride home is I've heard this um, from from people I've played with that their parents have said this. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna try and run through this quickly. If you've ever thought this or said this, well, that kid will get theirs in the end. Feels good to say it. It's a complete waste of your time and your kid's time. Whether or not the, and this is not just a hockey, whether or not the person that wronged you gets theirs in the end is so irrelevant and it is a waste of time that you take enjoyment in somebody else being in pain. I know, again, if you're, if you're mad at someone, it might seem like, oh, that's what I want. It's a waste of your time. You need to focus on you or your kid needs to focus on themselves and how they're going to respond. I remember one time I was incredibly wronged by someone, incredibly, I mean, devastated. And somebody said that to me, well, they'll get theirs in the end. And I remember thinking, what does that have to do with me? How's that going to help me? So, okay. Another person that wronged me will be in pain. Okay. Not that I, not, I'm not going to lie and say that, that it's not that I wanted that. I'm not going to, I didn't care. Right. It was just like, all right, that's not going to get me out of the situation that I'm in. I have to act. And I remember that because that was a spark moment for me for the rest of my life of, I'm not going to worry about what happens to anybody else. I don't care if they get a punishment handed to them. That's going to happen the way it is. I don't control it. I can only control myself. That's a message that I want to give my kid in the car. Yeah. You know, and it happens on the bench all the time. It might level. Well, the kid hit me. Yeah, that's hockey. You're going to get hit in this game. It wasn't fair. You got to get back up and get out there. That's what you can control. I tell my eight-year-olds that, right? So, you know, again, a lot of different topics happening here. You know, one I got to spend to before we get out of here, Christy, is you, because you just experienced something this weekend. Here's something that can happen. We talked about the ride to the game, positive, negative. We talked about the ride home from the game, mostly negative. What we haven't talked about is the ride home after a great game, because that can be detrimental too, if you don't know what you're doing. All right. If it's a great game, in my opinion, the right way to do it is great game. You did so much good stuff today. The team won today. Together, you won. That's great. That's the good stuff. But Christy, this weekend, you were hearing parents say stuff after the game, a mic game. I want you to tell the people what you said, because it's kind of disgusting. It just, yeah. Uh, one of the parents, they were so excited that their little eight-year-olds won. Um, they didn't just win. I mean, the other team, they crushed them, basically. And they were bragging about it. Yeah, our kids, well, they even stopped keeping score. It must, but I was keeping score. I think we ended up 22 to nothing. And they were laughing and they were taking such I don't pleasure. Enjoyment. Just, Say it. They were enjoying it. Like they were loving that they crushed this other team yeah. and ha ha ha. Our kids are so great. And it's like, well, did you kind of ease up? Maybe have them work on the passing. Why would we do that? Oh, I don't know. Maybe because that's good sportsmanship. Right. Uh, it didn't dawn on them that they were just relishing it. And I thought, oh, it was just so distasteful. I had to go outside and cool off because I, I just couldn't be around those well, people. Anymore. And here's the deal. On, <laughs> you walk on the car ride home. That Italian um, jumper was going to start to foil. And I was like, yeah. I'm going to say something I'm going to regret. So I just walked outside, cooled off, came back. And then there were some really nice parents that came by, which calmed me down a little bit. But it's like, what are you people doing? Stop. Your kids are eight. They shouldn't be crushing other teams. 22 to nothing. Stop that. Here's the other thing, Christy. I guarantee you on the car ride home, those same parents, like you scored six goals today. You were so great today. You were awesome today. Let me tell you why that's bad. Now, again, look, 
I'm not against complimenting your kid if they have a great game. So please don't take anything about to say that way. If your kid played great, you can, you can say, hey, you played really well today. This is the problem. When you start going seven goals and you beat them 20 to nothing, and that was great, now you've just set an incredibly, incredibly unrealistic expectation for this kid moving forward. Now when they win four to three, it wasn't good enough. How many of you have been in this position? Mike, I know you've been in this position. It's a tie game late in the game. Your kids are demoralized because it's tied. That's the game you want to be in. I tell my kid, you want to be in the one goal game. That's the game when it's close and you want, you know, it's hard. The 20, nothing game or the 10 to five game. Those suck. I hate those games. All right. Mm-hmm. You want to be in the close game. The reason the kids feel like that in a game like that is because they have not been properly mentally taught how to deal with adversity. When you're winning 20 to nothing, you know, again, good compliments are there, but like, Hey, not every game's going to be like that. Not only that, what happens when you reverse it? Cause your kid's going to get beat to 20, nothing at some point. It's going to happen. It's a teachable moment. It's a teachable moment. Yes. You dominated that team. That was excellent. But just remember X, Y, Z, you know, Mike, I'd, I look like you want to say something. Here. I just, that, that one always bugged me. Right. I, I, like you want to be in the close games. You want to be in a, in a, in, in the competition. That's what this is all about for me. Right. Um, what do you think, Mike? Yeah, no, just experienced it this weekend and won one game against a team that was, you know, ranked above us. And I'm like 16 minutes left in the third period. I'm like, this is perfect. I mean, where else right. do you want to be on a Saturday night when you're a 14 year old in a competitive battle and, right. and then thinking, well, who's going to, who's going to work harder? Who's going to be smarter? Who's going to be more disciplined? Who's going to you know, stay out of the box? Who's going to lead the team? Who's going to take a big, you know, a uh, big hit. Who's going to block a big shot. Who's going to make a big safe. You don't get those experiences in 20 to one. You get no, showboating. No. You get me, me. I watched a high school game this weekend. I, I couldn't believe it. Uh, the team's winning like eight one and the, and the kids are still, the, the, the top kids are still going on the ice in a, in a deep bench teaching. Uh, again, I get the winning and, and, and this has nothing to do with like having to score a certain amount of goals to be ranked higher, or have a better seat. This is just, this is just showboating. This is like me, me, me. Look, I scored. I scored. Like watching players score and then go to the corner by themselves and give them the old like whatever this is now, you know, or the or the the you know the listen yeah. whatever there's yeah. the, the ring, you know, all 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 great. <laughs> but I think, but it's just to, to me that's a byproduct of not having a culture that it, that everyone on the team contributes to the win, even if even if there's a number of players that never contribute to the win physically right like they still are if i if it's same thing with so you're driving home in the car christy your point parents it's 20 to 2 you think you're the greatest team in the world and you're just and 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 the fact is really if you really looked at those parents i bet you no doubt in my mind that if i looked at that game there were four kids that contributed to that game right even in a 20 goal game the kid that like when i see these like now the new thing on Twitter is they, they put like apples and, and sirens, right? The goals and assists. And you see like, in a, in a, in a, to me, this is not sport. In a, in, a, in a game where you see, you know, a player has nine goals and like an assist, because probably because it was a rebound and nobody else <laughs> in the team has any points in a big win. I'm like, that's not anything about, it's not a hockey team. It's just not realistic. No, you're probably not going to win the big game when you play a team. No, because at the end too. of the day, you yeah. need that. You need that game, right? If you're going to put your right. goalie in, your second string backup goalie in, you know, after that, you think the game's well. Like to me, if you're a really good team and you're a really good coach and you have a five goal lead, you can manage that five goal lead. You should right. be able to throw anybody else you want on the ice out there. You don't need it. Doesn't like when I watch a team winning thirteen to nothing, and then the backup goalie goes in. I'm like. This is or, or whatever the other goal that the, the crappy goalie goes in. I'm like, this is nuts. Because that kid knows why he's going in. Yeah, it's insulting at that point. He knows, like, don't even yeah. put me in. Like, you only put me in because you're like, oh, now there's no way they could get catch up to us. Right. I, I'm like, Mike, that's put a great me point. You when they made, can Mike. catch up to us, like, put them in when so I can fail or I can win. Like, right. give me a chance to be the person that decides my destiny, not hiding me and, 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 Appeasing. It's appeasing. That's that, yeah. Like it, oh, we got to get that yeah. kid in. 
oh, thank God, it's 16 yeah, nothing. There's yeah. no way they're going to. And then you see the goal. They'll score like they'll score like two goals and they'll, and they'll pull the kid because the coach blow. is not a coach. I hate that. I well, see that it's, over it's, and over and over and over again. It's, it's, it's so, if I was a parent, I swear, I, I'd be like, well, first you, you, we go right back to where we all started, right? And saying, well, pick, you got to pick the right coach in the right program, right? right. So you got to do your research. But if you're in that situation where all of a sudden this is systemic, I, I'd be like, I, what? don't put yourself back in those situations. Be yeah. in a place where you're going to play and you're valued. And, yeah. you know, uh, it, it's, it's funny. Like I, I was on a call with Bjorn Kinling, who's like this, this guy's like the, we'll have him on here one of these days. He's unbelievable, right? And he'll be like, if you are on my team, you are valuable on my team. That means you will play some role. You'll be playing and contributing and being talked to and being coached and being coached up. You're going to be a member of the program. If not, I'm not taking you. Like it's my obligation not to take you. Right. If I don't, right. if I'm not going to play you and an eight, you high school, you live the high school kids, high school kids show up for every practice. They give up everything. Imagine that to get a Jersey. Give me a break. Well, my, my, again, we're starting another episode right now. No, no, but bus ride home. I I love what you said. I love what you said just real quick. Again, this is off topic, but I don't care. I love that you said you should be able to manage a five goal lead if you're a coach. That's a really great point. You know, look, I'll just say this to the coaches listening. You can't fail your kids. You can't fail your kids. It can't be a kid on the team that feels insignificant. All right. They should all know the roles. The, the, the kid might not play much, but he should have a role or she should have a role. Uh, no. But getting this back to car rides, because because, again, we, th- these conversations can go for seven hours and our audience would be very upset because they listen to everything that we do. No, but um, you're making a great point here about, about those situations. And, and Christy, I'm glad I asked you about this because like you can give your kid the wrong message in the car after a win. All right. And, and I've seen this, you know, like one of the things that, that I'm dealing with right now is, you know, I try and teach respect when a game gets out of hand. All right. So like, like if we're up, my hockey's a little different, but if we're up six, seven, if we start to get to that point and you, you know, you know, when your your team is better, um, you know, some people get on me about this and I wrestle with it in my head, but the kids start celebrating when they score still. And I'm like, no, you know, this is, it's supposed to be fun, but it's, that's disrespectful. And I have to teach this lesson. Right. So a kid will celebrate. I said, I don't want you to celebrate like that after you score. Now, if the kid on the team that never scores scores in a game like that, they can celebrate. The kid who never gets a goal gets a goal. I'm okay with them celebrating because that's a team accomplishment in my mind at that point. But when the kid, I, know, out, I want like to come back said, to that one. Think of yeah. that one point. Think about that yeah. one point, right? Think about that one point for a second. I want to think about that as well because I, the other team doesn't know that that's that kid's first goal. Yeah. So, so you have to under, like to me, like a lot of, and I've experienced this, this multiple times for multiple for 27 years, 30 years. That yeah, that but prepare all the kids to know right if Benelli scores who hasn't scored a goal all year it can't be like we won the Stanley Cup right that other team doesn't that's just as it's almost as disrespectful as passing the puck around now you could I think this is where the this is where the model's broken and this is a whole nother conversation but you should be able to have a conversation with another coach on another team that says this game is it's now over it's eight nothing at the end of the first period what can we do to make this a better experience? Right, right, can we give right. you our goalie? Can we switch goalies? Can we give you a couple of defense? This is where the model, I get, I, I get why people don't do it. And people think that I'm, something's wrong with me, but I'd rather see that solution and grow both programs than to see me say, well, we're going to just, we're going to keep it at like 16, 17 to nothing. Right. Well, Mike, but that's because it's not about you and you coach. And that, that, yeah. that's the larger issue here is that there's a lot of ego involved with all these conversations that we're talking about. Right. And like and a lot of people identify through those 16, nothing wins and it's a problem. Right. All right. right. And, and again, this, this, cause I'm going to keep reeling you back into the car ride thing because <laughs> you, you're passionate today and I love it. But it, it, look at the end of the day with the car ride guys, it, it's a little bit of an ego thing, right? Like, are you speaking to hear yourself talk? Or are you speaking? Cause you really want to share a lesson with your child. Um, and that's what it comes down with me. And I'm not going to lie to you. I'm guilty of this. I've been coaching a long time and sometimes I'm just talking because I want to say what I want to say and I want to hear myself say it. And it's not okay for my son. I need to be more cognizant of that. I'm admitting that because it's okay to admit it. Like no, nobody here is a perfect hockey parent that they don't exist. All right. You can just grow and learn. But yeah, again, Mike, to your point, Christy, to this, to this subject, after a big win, it's the same thing. What are the life lessons here? Well, we could have been a little more respectful and this is the car ride home could have been a little more respectful I don't think you should celebrate after your fifth goal when the team is winning like that. 
Okay. If it's a close game, you can celebrate. All right. Yeah. If, if, if Benelli who hasn't scored all year gets a goal, uh, you know, there's a way to celebrate that too. You pat him on the back, pat her on the back and let's get back to the bench. We'll talk about it on the bench coaches. It's your, it's your job to teach that. Cause here's the deal. You know, another thing I say to my kids, uh, I, and, and again, I think people look at me like I'm crazy. I say, what do you think the other team felt like when they were losing 20, nothing? Oh, you're, you're bu- it's a buzzkill to say that. No, it's a life lesson. This is a teachable moment. You can still be happy. What do you think the other team felt like when they were losing? Cause here's the thing guys, it's going to happen the other way at some point. All right. I'm not, and I'm not saying you go soft. There's nothing about being soft. It's just being respectful, yeah. right? This is just respect. Okay. When you're winning like that, be respectful. Parents bragging about a 20 to nothing win. What, what are we doing? <laughs> what is the, no, I'll tell you, I, I, I almost, I'd almost be okay. Not, not okay. But I, I'd almost understand if it's the kids, because they're the ones that did it. Right. Yeah. But what did mom and dad do? Just give yeah, sperm? You, sat, you paid for I it. I mean, what did they do? Yeah. They didn't do anything. Yeah. It's going to be great right home. The exactly. other thing too, the other thing too, well, in my last example, and then we'll kind of round this out, you know, uh, is blaming the refs. Oh, the ref made a bad call. The ref made a bad call. Or this, that team was dirty. Like I was watching a game recently and, and I didn't say, this is what, this is self-restraint. I didn't say a word. <laughs> I was watching a game recently and I know the parents are complaining about how quote unquote dirty the other team is and how bad the refs are. You know what? I'm watching the game and every hit, everything, the kids fall down, look at the ref, fall down, look at the ref. Now you're not even playing the game. And then, then you hear the same parents, get up, get over, get going. It's your fault that they're doing that. You're rubbing off on them and you don't realize it. Uh, And again, we're all guilty of this, myself included to some form, but if you're telling your kids and not making them accountable every time, I, I hate when the kids keep looking at the ref. I hate it. Refs doing the best they can, hopefully. All right. And if they're not, that, that you can't do anything about it. Yeah, no. yeah. yeah. So you got to play the game. Now, now, don't get me wrong. All right. There are some situations. I'll, I'll admit this. Some situations are just ridiculous. But at the end of the day, you got to keep going. Look, I have seen games where a kid has scored, obviously, and the ref did not see it, and the puck bounces out and they keep playing. It's not fair. Neither is life. That's the lesson. That is the lesson. But we lost on that. That's life. That's the lesson. It sucks. Accept it. We got to move on. But it was a championship game and we lost everything. I, yeah, that hurts a lot. That's life. <laughs> got to move I, on. I usually, like, t- I usually yeah. tell those parents that, you know, listen, we can fix that. We'll get instant replay. You'll all get the bill for an extra right. $4,000 a year each. Go to Toronto. And we'll have, we'll, have a, we'll have video review for every game. I don't listen. I think it's great. Video review. Perfect. But yeah. there's, 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 there, there, we're just in a world of, you know, that, that I saw it. Look, I have it on my camera. Look, right. here it is. Don't you see the goal? I went on hockey I'm TV. Like, yeah, I, I watched it afterwards. I'm like, guys, it's over. Like, it's the, so, I don't know. It's, yeah. all, it, it, it's, you're, it's yeah, too but, much, but that's parents. The, but yeah. the car ride home, it's over. And, like, you know, the only you know, the only advice I give any of my, and, and I try to take it is we don't, the one thing we never talk about is the coulda, woulda, shouldas. And you just, and if you want to have a conversation about the game, let's have a conversation about the game, right. but don't give me the, Oh, if we could have done this and we would have done that, we should have beat that team. That team. No, no, that team won that, that we tied. We won that team won. That's there's no coulda, woulda, shoulda. Just, just understand that you, did you, you know, I, I love Wally Kozak, right? He, 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 he has that terminology that you know, you either win or you learn, right? You win yeah, or that. you learn. And, that. and if you're learning great and let's move on. And I think, um, you know, that's what's great about sport is we get to keep, well, hopefully get to keep playing it it's and getting better time to mention it. This is just a game, you know, at the end of the day, it's just a game. And it's the life lessons that you take out of it that are the real win. This is true for even NHL players. Again, do you want your child when they are 27 years old, potentially not playing the game anymore for something bad to happen to them and then go, it wasn't my fault. If this guy had just done this better, or this girl had just done this better, I wouldn't be in this position. It's not my fault. And I hate this. Or do you want the, the child that says, you know, this is a tough break and it really hurts. I'm really hurting, but I'm going to get back up. I'm going to find a way forward and I'm not going to fear, fear, fear failure. Your ride with your kid for as long as they play any game is your opportunity to teach them that life skill that will get them better for later on. That is what I think about in the car. Even when I talk to my kid, I'm thinking about that, even if I shouldn't talk to him, all right? It is an opportunity to help your child learn life skills. That's it. And if you don't think the pros do this, they just do it on their own. You know, when the best players in the world make a mistake, and we heard this from a lot of people that we've interviewed, 
they don't dwell on it and blame the ref. They figure out a way to get better at it. Sidney Crosby, I'll use him. I don't like using the best players, but Sidney Crosby sucked at faceoffs. He was horrible at him his first couple of years. It's been a whole offseason getting better at it, right? Like, like no one had to tell him, where do you think he got those life lessons from? He's gifted. Don't get me wrong. Where do you think he heard that? He'll tell you. My parents taught me that. My parents. I don't see pro players that oh, was my ref did it and they screwed us and we're not gonna they were done. they don't make it guys they don't make it to the show, all right. And if they do, nobody likes them because <laughs> there's there's one or two players out there that probably like that. Anyway, let's see. We're gonna close this, Christy. Yes, take it, drive us home, Christy. Drive okay. us home to end this Here episode. Here we go. You ready? Don't tell yeah, us how right. bad the episode so- was. Don't 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 dwell on the episode. Car yeah. rides don't have to be teachable moments at all. In fact. No. They can be memorable moments. How's that? How are we going to top that, Mike? We can't, you can't. They can't top that. That's so well, well put. We could have just done that at the beginning of the episode, not yeah. had the episode. Why do we even have this conversation? <laughs> Put a nice little bow on it. No, I think that's good. Uh, Mike, I'm good to end on that. I'm going to end it on that. So listen, <laughs> another great conversation. And I want to say it again to those of you listening. That's all we're doing. We're having, we're having great conversations. We're all at different points of the game. We've all different experiences in the game, but uh, I think that, that I said this at the top, the coolest thing I hear from those of you listening, and we, we do, we get emails and, and, and messages is that, wow, I thought I was alone in that, but I'm not in that thought. I thought I didn't realize that I'm learning so much that that means more to the three of us than I think anything else. Right. The fact that, you know, we know there's people out there that needed this and we created the show we wish we had. And like I said, it's therapy for all three of us. We talk about this and Christ, Christy's daughters playing division one NCAA hockey. It's therapy for her too. We all we have this all the time, but um, that's going to do it for this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Uh, another wonderful one, guys. So for Christy Casciano Burns and Mike Benelli, I'm Lee Elias. Remember, you can check out all of the episodes on OurKidsPlayHockey.com or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Subscriptions, five-star reviews, all of that's great. It really helps us out. And make sure to check out Christy and I's new book, WhenHockeyStops.com. Get an advanced copy right now before it comes out. Other than that, you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. And we'll see you next time on Our Kids Play Hockey. Take care. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey. Make sure to like and subscribe right now if you found value wherever you're listening, whether it's a podcast network, a social media network, or our website, ourkidsplayhockey.com. Also, make sure to check out our children's book, When Hockey Stops, at whenhockeystops.com. It's a book that helps children deal with adversity in the game and in life. We're very proud of it. But thanks so much for listening to this edition of Our Kids Play Hockey, and we'll see you on the next episode.